All praises to the Most High. And the Most High only. I'm your host, Brownson Arabiji. I'm bringing to you another episode of The Narrow Path of the Righteous. The Most High put it on my spirit to speak on lonely, but never alone. An aspect of life that many of the righteous men and women of the Most High go through on a daily basis. The righteous men and women of the Most High acknowledge, recognize, and understand that they've been called to do something bigger than what Babylon had tried to steer them into. The righteous men and women of the Most High acknowledge recognize and understand that all of the glimmers and bright lights of Babylon are all a facade and don't mean anything at the end of the day. We begin to understand that this system that we've been indoctrinated into does not have our best interest at hand. That this system of indoctrination really is an enslavement. We as righteous men and women of the Most High have repented and have grown into new men and women and are working each day to draw closer to the Most High and return to the days of old. The Most High works with those who seek the righteousness of the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. The Most High provides wisdom, knowledge, and understanding to those who seek righteousness in all aspects of life. The Most High loves those who love Him and His righteousness and the creation with all their heart. mind and soul 
The Most High will provide for those who walk on the narrow path of the righteous and won't allow any stumbling blocks to destroy any of the righteous men and women who carry the light. Babylon is desolate and wicked. Babylon and the nations were given into the hands of the wicked and aren't meant for the masses to be their true selves and live out the true creation that the Most High wants for each and every one of us. Waking up and jumping on the highway, risking your life to go drive to a job that you don't enjoy. To pay taxes upon taxes. To pay rent for land that used to be yours. To pay for poisoned food or pay more for what they call organic, even though you can't confirm that it's organic. To pay for water that is polluted with toxins. When the Most High already gave this to you and your forefathers and never charged. Babylon is about creating confusion through deceit and lies. Babylon is about creating division through systems of financial, competitive, classism, and racism. Babylon wants every man and woman to avoid righteousness like a plague and to fall into the system of evil and wickedness. Why do you think that Babylon and all of the elites are so focused on taking control of the babies and the children of the world? Why do you think Babylon is so focused on controlling every aspect of our lives from the minute we are born? We're told what to think, how to think, and why to think this way. We are conditioned and indoctrinated and enslaved. Enslaved into a system that is very hard to get out of because it's a net. Even before you're born, your mother more than likely was already injected with antibiotics, drugs, or vaccines, which aren't meant to protect her or you while you you were in her womb. We've been lied to. We've been bamboozled by a system that pretends to care. These antibiotics, drugs, 
and vaccines were meant to destroy your mother's temple, along with the temple of her unborn child or children. You know, many of us didn't have a chance. Many of us were born with crippling issues and disease and disabilities, while many of us weren't. Which has people question whether God is real or why God would do this, when in fact, that was our decision. The minute you are born into this world, you are given a fraction of time with your mother only to be pulled away. To be separated. To be vaccinated and put into another room with other babies who went through the same process, which is truly a process of trauma to both the mother and the child. The child wants to be with its mother because it was already being nurtured in the womb. The Most High was already creating the child through the seed of the father. So it is, it's the nature of the child to want to be connected to their mother, but Babylon doesn't want that. The Most High never envisioned for the mother or the baby to be injected with antibiotics drugs or vaccines just because a baby was born the most high made us perfect and we are already equipped with everything we need to endure through this life the problem is that we look to the wicked system of babylon as our life truths and the only way to live This way of living has only and will only continue to separate us from the righteous way, ways of life. Look around. The vast majority of the masses are incredibly depressed and unhappy. The vast majority of the masses are constantly suffering from calamities throughout their day-to-day -day lives. And it is showing more and more. When you live in Babylon, you aren't given the keys to life. You aren't giving wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. We think that because we went and learned something that we are indoctrinated in, that it makes us intelligent. When in fact, we're being taught how to think, what to do, and how to act on a constant basis. When a righteous man or woman comes into the truth of the Most High, it is exciting and overwhelming all at once. You feel like a kid who's exploring uncharted territories. You will feel and go through an array of emotions and thoughts which are there to help 
you put the pieces of the puzzle to your life back together. Because up to that point, the pieces of your puzzle of your life have been scrambled and confused. When you come into the truth of the Most High, you have to learn to relearn everything that you were taught from your childhood through your adolescence into your adulthood. You begin to realize that you have an enemy that has been hiding in plain sight your entire life. You begin to realize that your enemy study you like they used to study your ancestors. Babylon and its system encompasses your enemies. From these celebrities to your government to these doctors and this healthcare system to this education system to this financial system to the news and media to the scientists to everything that you were given in Babylon and taught to follow and believe is ultimately one net and one system that encompasses your enemies begin to realize that life isn't what it seems and you begin to only find true peace of mind following the laws the statutes and the commandments you begin to realize that true peace of mind will only come from the most high and striving to live righteously each day each and every day that you are gifted with life. That becomes your new life and your new motivation every single day. Because you feel reborn. You feel new. You feel childlike. There's a spark in your life. Many righteous men and women already had a deep feeling in their spirit and soul. A feeling that was trying to make you aware that the way you're living isn't right. Working a job or multiple jobs or a career that you find no fulfillment in or even if you do enjoy your job or your career, you find that you don't have time for other things that you enjoy far more. You don't have time to see family. You don't have time to see friends. You don't even have time for yourself because you put all of those things before you. The majority of people do. You don't have time to get to know yourself. You don't have time to realize what your hobbies are and your gifts, the gift the Most High blesses you with. You have no idea. Because you're told to, you know, go out, get educated, make money, serve Babylon 30, 40, 50 years until you die. 
many righteous men and women have lived lives being courageous, fearless, outspoken, and prone to question things around them. From a young age, I was always the type to take a step back and analyze. I would analyze my surroundings and the things I was told to do and the things that I was told were correct and right in life. From a young age, I was used to spending a lot of time alone and oftentimes preferred this throughout my childhood going into my adolescence. The Most High set me on this path in order for me to arrive where I am today as an adult, as a man who is striving to live righteously each day. I vividly remember getting into arguments, confrontations, and disputes with my peers and with my teachers growing up. I vividly remember having a fire burning in my soul that wasn't contained by discipline. A fire burning in my soul that wasn't contained by understanding. I didn't understand why I felt this, this way, or why I felt like an odd man out while growing up. I vividly remember openly disagreeing with teachers or professors to the point where I'd be given detention sent out of the room or written up. Many threats were thrown my way. I never feared any of my teachers or professors and felt an energy from certain teachers or professors. Either these teachers really enjoyed me and we grew a strong connection, a strong bond, Or these teachers or professors really hated me and we grew animosity and discontent towards each other and had no bond. We became enemies. I remember the teachers that did have love for me were patient with me and learn how to adapt their style of teaching to my needs and would spend extra time with me, would talk with me, would look to understand me, what was going on in my home life, what was going on with me. I vividly remember my kindergarten teacher going as far as giving me 
amaryllis flowers. Big, bold, red amaryllis flowers. To give to my mother who went through a coma after her brain aneurysm and stroke. This teacher nurtured me and truly cared for me because she knew something about me was different. She knew that I was going through things and she cared enough to do something for me. To this day, this was a special memory in my life as well as a special memory in my mom's life because it was a beautiful gift to give to a child who was struggling in their home life. And that gesture of kindness and love helped me a lot along the way. When I felt like I was going through constant turmoil in my home life. On the contrary, I had teachers who outright, outrightly hated me because I was outspoken. I'll admit, I was more than likely disrespectful at times and was looking to seek attention, especially throughout high school. But oftentimes, these teachers would be on the attack and prowl against me due to my strong personality. You know, word travels, especially when you're in a high school or college setting. You know, you're either the good kid who listens and obeys or you're deemed as the bad kid. You know, the kid who has attention deficit disorder, like they like to make up. The kid who questions things, the kid who questions the curriculum, the kid who's not engaged in the BS that they feed you and lie to you about. That you feel like you need to be somewhere else and you're wasting time. I noticed how growing up I always felt that school and college was a large waste of time. But of course, I went through the motions like the majority of all children and adolescents who are stuck in Babylon. Many righteous men and women of the Most High can relate to these things in school and growing up because we didn't understand why our opinions and thoughts weren't accepted or at the very least heard or respected. We so badly wanted to be seen as individuals and the beautiful souls that we knew the Most High had made us to be. Babylon dimmers your light. Babylon does not want you to develop your light, the light that is within you. Babylon aims to destroy the confidence the individuality 
and the personality of the children to turn them into obedient and subservient sheep. They want us to be little mules in line. Growing up into my adolescence, I had veered towards friendships and surrounding myself with friends and veered away from my family. All the pain I endured hurt me deep down and ultimately changed me in the course of my life. However, I thank the Most High for allowing this to happen to me because it's made me the man I am today and the man I'm striving to continue to be. Through the traumas I endured growing up from my own family to my relatives, it shaped me into wanting to branch off and create my own life, to have some form of control that I never had up until that point. I was always the leader of my group. I was always the pack leader and people always would gravitate towards me. I had friends in different walks of life One thing about me is I never had the reason to be a bully or wicked towards people. Yes, I did. You know, your typical things where kids would sometimes make fun of other kids. But what I mean is like to be a constant bully and to shun people because they're different. I was actually quite the opposite. I accepted people and made friends where other people in my friend group, my close friend group would be like, why are you friends with that person? I would literally be asked that by multiple people. Why are you friends with that person? Or why are you stopping to hear this person out or talk with them or get to know them? And I was confused by that. I always deep down was like, why wouldn't I be? In this time period of my life, I was mischievous and got into a lot of trouble. Especially after entering high school and drinking alcohol and smoking marijuana for the first time. This led me down an experimental path which opened the doors to many other negative things in my life such as promiscuity and selfishness. I began to create soul ties where I had no business business creating these soul ties. Not realizing what I was doing to my temple and defiling myself through my lust and through my flesh. And it changed me. It dimmered my light. Babylon at that point was successfully turning me into what it wanted it to, me to be to dimmer out my light. Everything snowballed together in high school. Where my old habits continued to grow stronger. And I only grew these habits in a college setting and continued to strive towards friends and distance myself from my family 
because I didn't want to face my past. I didn't want to forgive my family. I didn't want to forgive myself and begin to heal and move forward. It wasn't until my early 20s that I start to feel the pull from the Most High. At this point in my life, I was already aware that the life I was leading wasn't realistic and I couldn't sustain it. Right when I was about to leave college, that's when I really felt that. I began to separate myself from friends. I began to fall back from striving to be the leader of the pack. I began to search for the meaning of life. I began to search for the truths of the world and ultimately it led me back to the most high after leading college, leaving college and growing into my mid-twenties to late-twenties. It took many years of focus for me to arrive, but I'm here. I'm at a point in my life where I only want the truth. I'm at a point in my life where I can immediately change my actions or thought process if what I'm doing doesn't correctly align with righteousness and the Most High. I'm at a point in my life where I use my ego for righteousness. Righteousness is what I strive for because righteousness is what the Most High strives us to go after. Because when we do, we begin to see ourselves change and become renewed we begin to blossom like a flower does Many people will deem having an ego as negative when in fact it isn't. When we look at the idea of an ego, it is supposed to be controlled and disciplined correctly. Why do you think we were given the laws? The statutes and the commandments of the Most High. Not only are we to exalt the Most High, but these were created to help govern our egos. These were created to govern our actions, our desires, our thoughts, and ultimately our life path. If you look around at Babylon and at the world at large, do you feel that the ego of the masses has been 
controlled and disciplined by righteousness, by the laws, the statutes, and the commandments? Or what do you feel is controlling and disciplining the egos of the masses here in Babylon? Babylon wants you to be in competition with each other, to be arrogant, to be vile, to be wicked, and to use your ego for the destruction of the people around you and the destruction of yourself through jealousy, through envy, through wrath, through violence, through intimidation through slander, through gossip, through promiscuity, through substance abuse? How many areas and ways are we given by Babylon to use our ego to destroy ourselves? I mean, it's countless, countless different ways. So that's why you hear a lot of people saying, well, you gotta, you gotta be humble and crush your ego. They're saying that because they use the values and customs and ways of Babylon. They don't use it in a righteous manner. Once I began to realize that my ego is to be used for righteousness, it opened up many paths that I didn't realize I would be traveling down. To have confidence in living righteously is one of the greatest feelings a man or woman can ever be gifted by from the Most High. To know that living righteously is what your Creator wants you to do is a gift in and of itself because you have direction. You have full direction for the first time in your life. To know for certain that peace of mind only comes from living righteously in the eyes of the Most High is a gift that you cannot place a price on ever. You cannot put a price on peace of mind. Some of the most wealthy people and most vile and wicked people have everything in the world, but they don't have peace of mind. When you begin to realize that you're on the narrow path of the righteous. Each day is viewed as a gift and you look forward to what's ahead. You begin to, sh to want to share this feeling with your family, friends, and those in your life. Because you realize that the vast majority of the masses are in need of healing. They're in need of forgiving of the people in their life and themselves. They're in need of repentance. You begin to realize that the masses lack peace of mind because they lack righteousness. You begin to realize that the masses use their ego to perform actions that only destroy them in the short and long run. 
Why do you think that the majority of people are at each other's throats these days? To the point where you can't have any type of opinion go against the grain. If somebody just doesn't like your stance, they immediately hate you. They immediately argue with you. They immediately don't want to listen to you. They're ready to argue, try and convert, try to convince and debate you. They'll even get violent and want to fight you. Think about that ego that is consuming them because all they know are the ways of Babylon. All they know is chasing after riches and wealth and materialism. All they know is to compete with other people and by any means, whether you have to destroy somebody, they'll do it to get to their end goal. Why do you think the phrase, you only live once, became so popular outside of just the, the song that a sodomite made? I'm talking about why do you think that phrase is used? It's to allow people to use their egos to give an excuse for any wicked or evil action they partake in. When you use your ego for righteousness, it's not to say, oh, I know everything, because we all know that you, d you don't. When you come into the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, you start to realize that it's ocean deep, and you'll never, not one person will have all the answers ever. I don't care how many lives you live out. You'll never have all the answers. I mean, look at Solomon when you read Ecclesiastes. After everything Solomon went through, after being the wisest man to ever walk this earth, to have all the riches, all the wealth, all the gold, the silver, the materialism, all the wives, the concubines, have all of the art to see the world. And Solomon, as great and as wise as Solomon was, understood that he was unable to comprehend the ways of the Most High. And in Ecclesiastes, he even outrightly admits that he'll never be able to know everything and that it's just wise to seek righteousness. And so he used his ego in righteous ways by giving to the poor, by telling us our duties as men and women to give back to share to share your wisdom your knowledge and your understanding to exalt the most high because solomon even solomon understood that the most high was the supreme uncreated creator and that his ego was only used to do the will of the most high and what he was gifted with by the Most High was peace of mind. A gift that you cannot put a price on. And Solomon had everything in the world. He collected everything that he could. And none of that gave him the peace of mind. The longer you continue to strive to live a righteous life in the eyes of the Most High, 
the more you begin to realize that the narrow path of the righteous is oftentimes a path of loneliness. You realize that it is narrow. That it is a path that not many people are going to decide to walk. Whether it be your family, your friends, anyone in your life. When you show them the gift of peace of mind and the gift of the Most High. Many people veer away from that. They don't want it. For whatever reason. Could be out of fear out of confusion, discomfort, out of tension, out of worry. There's there's a plethora of them. I mean, we all went through it, that 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 feeling in our spirit, in our soul when we were conflicted, when we were waking up, when we knew we were set apart but we couldn't figure out what was going on, why why we felt different, why people treated us different. When you begin on the narrow path of the righteous with the Most High, you begin to realize that you gravitate towards partaking in things that are righteous and righteous only. Your old habits begin to fade quickly. Your old aspirations and desires begin to fade quickly. You begin to acknowledge You begin to recognize and you begin to understand what life truly is meant for and that is to walk with the Most High and that is to share the wisdom, the knowledge and the understanding of righteousness with as many people as possible. Anything connected to Babylon, you begin to despise and want nothing to do with. Those aspirations that you used to have to get rich and wealthy begin to fade away from your heart, your mind, and your soul. Because you realize that the money of Babylon is a facade and only brings about wickedness to obtain it. Why do you think there's a phrase that money is the root of all evil? Those aspirations to own as many materialistic items as possible begin to fade away from your heart your mind, and your soul because you realize that none of these things brings true fulfillment and happiness. This isn't to say that you won't have your days where you struggle or your off days, but this is to say that you know that you acknowledge that you recognize and that you understand the negative aspects and wickedness behind anything Babylon pushes onto you or the masses. You know, you recognize it right away. You see through the gimmick right away. 
when you begin on your narrow path to the righteous, you will begin to realize that your family, your friends, and those in your life begin to be apprehensive of the changes in you that they're witnessing. Oftentimes, this creates anger, animosity, confusion. Hostility, jealousy, resentment, and worry all from your family and friends and those in your life. Doesn't matter who it is, that any of those people can be conflicted with any of those aspects. They seemingly can't imagine that the person that they once knew has completely changed right before their eyes. They seemingly can't imagine that the person that they once knew has done a complete 180. Sometimes those in your life, such as family or friends, at first will accept these changes occurring in you, but eventually the vast majority of them will be repelled by these changes and will begin to drift away from you. When you realize what's going on, you begin to feel the in inevitable feeling of loneliness. This loneliness can last for months, years, or decades, depending on your previous situation and those in your life. However, you will eventually See that as the Most High continues to provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Therefore, making you a light in the sight of people. That those in your life will be re redrawn to you. As Babylon continues to decay and fall apart. Many of your family members and friends will reemerge and will seek your attention, your company, your knowledge, and your wisdom. As Babylon continues to decay and fall apart, you will realize that the Most High has set you apart with light and those around you will ultimately want to understand why you're set apart and seemingly undisturbed by what's going, what's occurring in the world. The truth is you are disturbed and disrupted by the wickedness of the world. You even vocally will say that. The only difference is you understand that sometimes you feel lonely, but you realize that you're never alone. When you live righteously and strive for the laws, the statutes, 
and the commandments of the Most High, you understand that you have the best support system imaginable. You have the Most High in your corner. You have wisdom. You have knowledge. And you have understanding. You've been gifted with true peace of mind. And that is something you can never put a price tag on. So as you continue on your narrow path of the righteous with the Most High, you must stay courageous. You must stay fearless. You must continue to be outspoken in all righteous manners because you are called to be a light to be a part of the prophecies and to be a warrior with the most high and his people as righteous men and women so deep down You are never alone. And the more that you stay on the narrow path of the righteous, the stronger your armor becomes. And the less lonely you feel. The loneliness begins to dissipate, begins to dissolve, begins to wear away. It disappears. Of course, you have your days, you know, especially when you're trying to wake up family. But that's normal. You don't have the consistent calamities of the rebels, the sinners, and those who forsake the Most High. You don't have any of that. You don't have the stumbling blocks that the rebels, the sinners, and those who turn on the Most High have. You have discernment. You have vision. And you have a path. Unlike the vast majority of those around you. Of those in Babylon. Loneliness occurs for the righteous men and women of the Most High. But we eventually recognize that we're never alone. We begin to realize that we are set apart and have true purpose in life and a true meaning to life. You begin to refuse to be shamed into following or believing that Babylon and the wicked system is for you. So like once you go down that path, and the Most High gives you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, you start to unravel the onion of deception here in Babylon. You start to see all of the systems that are set up for you. 
the the education system, the financial system, the healthcare system, the government system, the jobs and career system, everything is deceitful and wicked. So therefore, when you know that it is against the righteousness of the Most High, you refuse to want to partake in it. You refuse to want to acknowledge it as a way of life, even though you have to be in it until the Most High takes us up out of this captivity into the new lands, into the new creation. You are able to remove yourself from as much of it as possible. You realize that your ego is a positive thing as long as it is controlled through discipline and through the laws, the statutes, and the commandments of the Most High. You don't use it to destroy yourself like Babylon would want. You don't use it to dimmer your light. You accept your light and you share it with those around you. You're not ashamed. You're not afraid. Even when your family, friends, and those in your life drift away, You acknowledge, recognize, and understand that it is for a reason. Oftentimes, the Most High wants you to focus so that you can continue to fulfill your destiny that was created for you. We weren't meant to live this way. We weren't meant to work like robots, to chase after imaginary fortunes and and riches that are printed every single day that have no value to them. We weren't meant to be away from our family 8, 9, 10, 12, 16 hours a day just to make ends meet, just to see them a few hours a week and not actually be able to connect with each other, not actually be able to enjoy your brothers or your sisters or your mom or your dad, your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, your grandpa, your grandma, your son, your daughter, your husband, your wife, whatever it may be. Why do you think that Babylon sets up so many distractions? Because it doesn't want you to focus on what the Most High wants you to do. See, everybody in their walk with the Most High has a different experience. It's never going to be the same. The Most High has different relationships with every single person. That's what's so amazing. That's one of the many, like so many countless things that are amazing about the Most High. But when you begin to realize that your walk is never going to be identical to somebody else's walk, it just, it blows your mind. That the Most High has given you a unique purpose in his creation in the righteous creation of the world and wants you to focus so that you are prepared and you can fulfill your destiny. Babylon does not want that for you. Babylon wants you anxious, confused, depressed, fearful, stressed, in terror, and worried on a constant basis 
They want that all day. Why do you think they made up the news? Why do you think they give you propaganda? Why do you think propaganda is legal? Look it up. They don't want you to realize the importance of living righteously and understanding that life really isn't that difficult when you live it for the Most High. The Most High never made us to work like this. The Most High wants you to be able to live off the land so you don't have to go pay for food. He wants you to be able to make your own food that is free of toxins. It's not genetically modified. That is free of fluoride and leads so that you can drink clean water and have clean skies and not be around so many pollutants that you can have your own land acres and not be told what to do and how to do it when to do it and why to do it that you can have as a man the ability to provide for more than one or two children like they tell you because out in Babylon good luck even living closely to the life the most high deemed for us where the man can actually be the man and be the provider the sole provider and the protector good luck you better be making well over i'm talking about well into the six-figure range to be able to just have your wife and even more than two kids in the home and own your land and be able to provide i mean men do it but it's not to the way the most high had seen it when i look at my lineage and i look at my history i look at my grandpa who i never had the honor of meeting but i know his spirit is in me it's close to, my spirit is close to his because the, he lived a very simple but yet righteous and strong life from what I've been told. He had three wives and 16 children. And I can't even imagine the joy of having 16 children and to be able to provide it for each and every single one of them. See, when you look at our forefathers, when you look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, when you look at Noah, when you look at Adam, when you look at Solomon, when you look at David, when you look at anyone, you begin to realize that the Most High told us explicitly to be fruitful and multiply. Do you think the Most High had them working 30, 40, 50, 60 hours to take care of their children, their lineage? They were, be able, they were able to be men and provide for as many children as they wanted to. Now we live in a society that's backwards, where they tell you that, oh, you can only have one wife. And that men were only meant to have one wife when it told us to be fruitful and to multiply and that's in our nature. When they tell your wife, your woman, your lady, your, your, that she can only have two children because anything more than two is too much because of population, because of the lands, it's too much. The land, there's not enough room on this earth. But then you begin to realize that Babylon simply has lied to you this whole time and has taken the lens away from us so that we can't we can't live out what the most high wants from us to just honor respect and exalt his righteousness and to be righteous and loving towards each other and to live just to be amongst your family that's it to love nature to be connected to nature to see the beauty of this world. When you begin to travel, it becomes addicting. Why do you think it becomes addicting when you live in Babylon? Because you see the true beauty that the Most High has created. You've seen the canvas that the Most High has created. 
Imagine just having that every day as your reality. Waking up and seeing mountains, seeing valleys, seeing hills, seeing cliffs, seeing vegetation, seeing waters, seeing rivers, seeing oceans, being able to dip your feet in sand, being able to see animals and truly have bliss and peace of mind. creation of the most high is all that you begin to focus on it's all that you can think of when you begin on your narrow path of the righteous you find that alone time and solitude are important to recharge and prepare yourself to prepare for the current judgments of the Most High and what's to come to Babylon along with the world ahead. You begin to realize that the Most High is gifting all of us with an opportunity to not only get ourselves right, but to warn our family and warn our friends and those in our lives. And the Most High is going to do it in stages. You know, a lot of us sometimes, and I, I've been guilty of this, is we're so focused on the outcome. You know, the destruction of the wicked, you know, the destruction of Babylon versus actually thinking about the process and acknowledging that this could be weeks, months, years, decades. Who knows? Only the Most High knows when the right time will come. I mean, ultimately, we know it's not going to be decades, but we know that it's going to be a process. And the Most High is not going to just come and destroy all the wicked. He's going to wake people up, you know, one by one. There's already a great awakening where teachers, quote unquote, elders, are being exposed in the community right now. Many fearless righteous men of the most high have been striking down these shapeshifters these teachers so once you start noticing that you notice that the most high works in amazing ways because you're still given time to not be steered off course you're still given time to be right within you and to seek the most high and the most high only and to not trust in the heart of men and to focus on waking up your family and your friends, that becomes your number one priority. So it's going to take time. Just continue to pray for the mercy of your family, even at those moments that you're feeling your most vulnerable or most lonely. Just pray to the Most High. Pray for more wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. Pray to understand your journey and your path and your destiny and the most high will show you trust and believe and trust and know 
continue to pray for the mercy of your friends or those in your life. Just, just continue doing it. As you continue on your narrow path to the righteous and the loneliness begins to fade away, you don't find any peace of mind in whatever Babylon offers, even if that means you're left out. Your family may get upset at you for not celebrating holidays or partaking in anything connected to Babylon. This is very, very common, especially when you're new to the laws, the statutes, and the commandments. You're, you're in that excitement stage. You're overwhelmed. So by nature, you want to do everything correct. And of course, you want to get rid of the first thing you can get rid of. And those are those detestable holidays that the Most High hates with all of his soul. And trust me, that will come as a shocker to your family, especially if you were indoctrinated and grew up in that your entire life. They, it's, almost, it's almost as if they think that you've stabbed them in the back just because you don't want to partake in a wicked holiday or a ceremony or a ritual. Trust me, I, I go through it. I'm going through it as we speak. I understand and I know the energy. The Most High has been able, has gifted me with the ability to read people and to read energies and to understand and to see things before, during, and after. I can see things ahead of time. I, I just know certain outcomes that will occur as long as I'm continuing to stay consistent with the Most High and continuing to stay strong in prayer, continuing to fall in the laws, the statutes, the commandments, and continuing to hearken to the Torah continuing to honor the Sabbaths, you'll be rewarded with this discernment and insight. Your friends may get upset and begin to separate themselves from you. And you no longer hear from many of them. This is normal, especially early on. In my early to mid-20s, when I was really searching for the truth, really falling back from partying multiple times a week or going out and, you know, hooking up, People were like, yo, what are, you, what are you doing? What are you up to? Like, you good? You good, bro? Because that was the norm. I was the pack leader. To that turning into they thinking that I stabbed them in the back or I turned on them. Or that I thought that I was better than them. That happened very quickly, actually. A lot of people I didn't talk to and I never will talk to again. And that I've learned to accept that because that's a part of life and growing older. You can't have a million different friends and stay focused. It's it's impossible to have people who are of the world and you're trying to strive to live righteously. It's it's impossible. You cannot do it. Psalms chapter 1 verse 1 tells you. It's all over the book. Ultimately, you begin to realize that people are struggling with calamities in and of themselves so it's easy to connect with somebody that's doing the same thing as you whether they're a rebel a sinner or forsaking the most high they want to still connect with that old person they can't fathom that you're changed but as time continues on people begin to see the light in you and will reach out that's the point I'm at in my life in my early 30s because this path started in my early 20s picked up in my mid 20s 
halted a little bit. Then I got humbled. Then it picked up in my late 20s, again into my early 30s. And in between that, many people that I've known for 20 plus years, for 10, for 15 plus years, for 10 plus years, for five plus years, our relationships halted at points where we didn't even talk to each other for days, weeks, months, maybe even years. But a lot of that I'm seeing in my early 30s because the light that the Most High has blessed me with is is becoming so bright that people cannot ignore it. And that is not the ego speaking. That's the Most High working through me. And that's why I exalt the Most High and I honor the Most High and I give all praises and glory and dominion to the Most High and the Most High only. I, I, I'm not doing this myself. When I pray, when I make these podcasts and these lessons, I always give all thanks and praise and glory to the Most High and simply ask the Most High to speak through me. That's it. I wouldn't know these scriptures. I wouldn't know how to discern. I wouldn't know what righteousness is. I wouldn't know where this world is going and being able to foresee what the wicked elites have planned for us and then line it up with scripture. I wouldn't be able to know this stuff. I wouldn't be able to know how to articulate and share it and teach it to other people. I wouldn't be able to know that without the most high because I am nothing without the most high. I use my ego in a way that I use it for righteousness and the confidence that I have in my relationship with the most high. See, that's the main difference. I am so confident that I would die I would not be afraid of death to stand by these laws, the statutes and the commandments if that was the last thing that I had to say or do. I already know what the Most High would do for me and what he's already done for me and the change that he's already blessed me with. It's, it's You can't explain it because everybody's walk is different. Everybody's journey is different. Everybody's past isn't the same. We all are complete, unique individuals. So that's why... The ego that I have is just the no, it's just the relationship I have with the Most High, the love and respect I have for the laws, the statutes, the commandments, everything else. I'm nothing without the Most High. It's all the Most High. So the light that I have is only going to shine brighter because that's what the Most High has for me. I'm not going to forsake this. I already made a vow to the Most High. Deuteronomy already warned us against vows. And that's the vow I made to the Most High is to never forsake his laws, his statutes, his commandments, his Torah, nothing. And to continue to show me his righteousness and continue to show me the right path so that I don't get duped by quote unquote teachers or quote unquote elders who are actually false prophets, who are shape shifting wolves in sheep's clothing. That's why there's so very few of us. But what you begin to notice is the ones that truly use their ego for righteousness never exalt themselves. They never ask you for money. They never ask you for to do this or a favor. They do it because they love the Most High and they always exalt the Most High and give all glory and honor and praise to the Most High. Whereas the teachers and the elders that I've noticed to become the shapeshifters in the end, the wolves in sheep clothing, always talk about themselves, always talk about their knowledge, about their wisdom, about their understanding, not the wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of the Most High, but theirs, singular, not plural, not of the people that they share with other people. It's them. They're the elder. They're the wise one. They're the one that tells you how to govern yourself and how to live. 
See, that's the danger of false prophets. So once you realize people are going through their own calamities and that you are a light and that people will reach out, ultimately you realize that people love and respect you, even if it's from afar. I know that there's some people that will never reach out to me ever again. That there's some relationships that will never be the same like they used to. Close, close friends. You know, maybe I'm at fault. I know, I know I'm at fault in many ways because I did many things to hurt people. But what I mean is, you know, maybe it is my duty to reach out to them. But at the same time, I know that I have to take precedent in this work and I can only walk with those that want to walk with the most high. So I realize that some people are not ready. So putting myself out there is all I need to do. Sharing this wisdom, knowledge, and understanding is all I need to do. And then I need to stay focused. And those that are ready to walk with the Most High will reach out. Your light will shine bright. And they'll want to know and they'll be curious because of the calamities. You begin to realize that the vast majority of people do not know themselves. You begin to realize that the vast majority of people do not know the Most High. Therefore, they do not know life. They're being robbed of the true gifts of life and its beauty. So then you begin to know that, hey, I'm not lonely. You know, I felt that way. Maybe truthfully, like, physically I'm lonely because people don't hang out with me, but I'm not alone. I understand what those people are going through, so I actually feel for them. I actually pity their situations more than any feeling of loneliness could ever amount to because I'm not I am not alone. A lot of these people who surround themselves with friends and things to do constantly and distractions are the loneliest people in the world and they are also alone because they don't have the most high. You could have you could have a million friends and still feel alone. Athophobia or monophobia is defined as the fear of being alone or lonely. Being alone even is a usually comforting place like home. You know, you still feel alone at home, which can result in severe anxiety for people with this condition. People with autophobia feel they need another person or other people around in order to feel safe. Tell me how you don't see this with the masses. Explain to me how this isn't true. According to the Bustle article entitled Seven Signs You Might Have a Dependent Personality, written by Eliza Castile and published on February 17, 2016, it's natural to depend on others for emotional support. Even the most reclusive introverts emerge from the routine of Netflix reading their pets, you know, their life, you know, every once in a while. But what happens when your reliance on friends and family veers into harmful territory for yourself or for others? This is one of the signs of dependent personality disorder, a psychological disorder characterized by a chronic reliance on other people to fulfill emotional or even physical needs. 
like most personality disorders, a dependent personality becomes a dependent personality disorder, DPD, when it is consistently impairs function functioning over time. Independent of factors like medical conditions or substance abuse, even though those play a role. Specifically, dependent personality disorder is characterized by a pervasive need to be taken care of by other people, as well as crippling fear of being alone. A few signs that a of a defendant personality that manifests is, you know, you have incredibly low self-esteem. Everyone calls you clingy or passive. You can't make decisions on your own. You hate being alone. You bounce from relationship to relationship. You can't take the initiative. You'll agree to anything if it means someone won't leave. When you are on the narrow path to the righteous, you begin to realize that the vast majority of people you know suffer from these things in many different ways. You begin to realize that Babylon has trapped people into dependency on the system and hierarchy of life. A system and hierarchy which controls and disables people into a way of living which is crippling. Those who do not have a relationship with the Most High Nine times out of ten will suffer from some of these signs, if not all of them. We already know that there is no peace for the wicked, and that they are only given calamities. So although the righteous men and women will feel lonely, we're never alone because we have the Most High. And if we suffer from these things, they begin to fade away and disappear. Exodus chapter 34, verse 6 through 7. The Most High passed before him and proclaimed, The Most High, the Most High, God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, and abundant in kindness and truth. Verse 7. Preserver of kindness for thousands of generations, forgiver of iniquity, willful sin and error, and who cleanses, but does not cleanse completely, recalling the iniquity of parents upon children and grandchildren to the third and fourth generation. So the Most High has divine mercy for his men and women, that you can return to the Most High by repentance and change of your behavior and your actions. The Most High is able to cleanse you Although you may be lonely time to time walking on the narrow path of the righteous, you are never alone because you have divine mercy from the Most High. You begin to realize that you have a calling. And honestly, as a man, nothing in my life has even measured up to half of what I feel being on the narrow path of the righteous and having a calling. 
and realizing I have a responsibility as a righteous man to share this work, to honor the most highest creation, to love it, to help the poor and the destitute, to care, to want the change, to fight the wicked, to call them out, to be courageous, to be fearless, to be strong, to be a warrior. There's nothing better than understanding your purpose in life and having peace of mind. There's nothing better. And that's why it's so important to stay on this narrow path to the righteous. You cannot abandon it. Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 31 For the Most High your God is a merciful God He will not abandon you nor destroy you and He will not forget the covenant of your forefathers that He swore to them So although we feel lonely from time to time that right there is showing us that we're never alone that the Most High is merciful and that the Most High will not abandon or destroy us. Even when you see people who don't walk with the Most High and you know that the Most High abandoned and destroyed them, that's the difference. You know that they can have all of the riches of the earth. They can have all the accolades of Babylon and all the material in the world, but they don't have the Most High. They don't have that peace of mind. They don't have the light. And trust me, as things continue to worsen in the Babylon and the judgments continue, the biggest form of currency is going to be righteousness. That your light is going to be worth more than gold. That your righteousness as a man. Why do you think that Isaiah chapter 4 starts off by telling us that seven women will cling to one righteous man? In the day of calamities, the day of judgment. That's because that man will have the light to be a protector, a provider, a warrior, to be fearless, to be courageous, to be outspoken in righteousness. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. You must know that the Most High, your God, He is the God, the faithful God, who safeguards the covenant and the kindness for those who love Him and for those who observe His commandments for a thousand generations. And the Most High is faithful. And the Most High doesn't break or forget promises or covenants that He's made. The Most High is merciful and patient. But we don't exhaust His patience by testing Him. The Most High already tells us He is a jealous God, so we need to live the way that the Most High has sought out for us, plain and simple. We need to be honorable 
need to be righteous in the eyes of the Most High. Second Samuel, verse 22, chapter 22, verse 26. With the devout, you deal devoutly. With the one who is strong in his wholeheartedness, you act wholeheartedly. The Most High is devout to those who are devout to the Most High. The Most High is wholehearted to those who act wholeheartedly towards him. So if you love the Most High with your whole entire heart, all of your mind and all of your soul, the Most High is going to reciprocate that. 100% reciprocate that. And that's what the Most High has promised us. Second Samuel, verse thirty-one, chapter twenty-two, verse thirty-one. The God, His way is perfect. The promise of the Most High is flawless. He is a shield for all who take refuge in Him. So that loneliness you're feeling, just know that it comes in ebbs and flows and waves, but it, it's going to eventually go away, and you eventually are going to accept it fully and you're not it's not going to bother you i mean some days you'll have your off days but ultimately it's not it's not going to throw you off course and you're going to acknowledge why it's there and that it's not going to be like that forever so we must remember that and we must stay strong and must continue on every single day no matter how lonely you feel you must remember that you aren't alone you aren't Isaiah chapter 12. No, we'll read a very important one first. I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 1. Verse 28. But calamity awaits rebels and sinners together, and those who forsake the Most High will perish. So we know what to expect when we aren't walking with the Most High. Even when people pretend to have the best life possible, have all the friends and have all the family support them, but they're living wicked, you know the outcome for them. We already understand what's ahead for these people. And so your small amount of loneliness pales in comparison to 
the promise that the Most High will deliver to the wicked, that they'll perish. Isaiah chapter 26, verse 12. Most High, arrange peace for us, even as you brought about whatever happened to us. So in Isaiah's song of thanksgiving and giving all praise to the Most High, even when the Israelites went through all the turmoil that we went through from different kings and different captors in captivity, we understood that, you know, that loneliness and that disconnection from the Most High wasn't going to be forever. And that we understood that, you know, through change and repentance, that the Most High would always be there for us. So we were never alone. He never was going to destroy us. He already told us that in his covenant. But the important thing is to not to continue to make the same mistakes. And so we can mimic that. Isaiah chapter 32, verse 17 through 18. The product of righteousness shall be peace, and the effect of righteousness, quiet and security forever. My people will live in a peaceful domain, and in secure dwellings, and in tranquil resting places. Righteous individuals will have peace of mind from the Most High. That's all you are to expect from the Most High is peace of mind. Plain and simple. Isaiah chapter 33, verse 15 through 16. One who walks with righteousness and speaks with truthfulness, who spurns exonerate prophet and shakes off his hand from holding a bribe, who seals his ears from hearing of bloodshed, and shuts his eyes from seeing evil. Verse 16, he shall dwell in, dwell in heights and rocky fortresses. Is his stronghold, his bread will be granted, his water assured. So that's the blessings of the righteous. That's the blessings from the Most High to live righteous, is that you will be secure. Isaiah chapter 35 verse 8 There will be a path and a road there. It will be called the road of holiness and no impure person will traverse it. It will be for them the wayfarer even ignorant ones will not go astray there.
So this is amazing. Because not only does it give us context to the way in which the Most High wanted its righteous men and women back in the days of old underneath Isaiah, during the days of the prophet Isaiah to travel. But the Most High, you know, deemed it the road of holiness, that only the righteous will travel it. Even those that are ignorant and are seeking change and are seeking different, something different in their life, they won't even go astray from it. You know, that's the importance of the narrow path of the righteous. It's similar to the road of holiness. In fact, it's basically the same thing. It's just a different way of putting it. Isaiah chapter 35, verse 10. Then the redeemed of the Most High will return and come to Zion with glad song, with eternal gladness on their heads. They will attain joy and gladness, and sadness and sighing will flee. So ultimately, even in the days of old when our ancestors returned to the Most High out of the various captivities, they felt joy. Their feeling of sighing and grief went away. So how do you think that we are going to feel in the creation, the new creation that's upcoming for us with the Most High? We're going to feel joyous. The narrow path of the righteous, you know, might have its lonely moments, but you're never alone. You feel that joy. You have that peace of mind. So you always have something to fall back on. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I have strengthened you, even helped you, and even sustained you with my righteous right hand. So the Most High speaking to Israel, because Israel is the servant of the Most High. We're supposed to be the light to the nations. But the Most High is explicitly telling us that there's nothing to fear if you have a relationship with Him. The Most High is our guide in life on the narrow path of the righteous. The Most High is our peace of mind on the narrow path of the righteous. So we are never alone. In fact, our times of loneliness are only going to be there in the beginning and they're going to eventually dissolve because it's so new to us, changing and living for the Most High and the Most High only and moving away from Babylon. That's why the Most High is patient with us and he's slow to anger and he's merciful because he knows that a lot of us have truly been deceived and blind and blinded. All of us have. I mean, the Most High does have his elect that he will set up their lives to work a certain way, but then he also knows that some people need that extra push and that extra help. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. 
for I know the thoughts that I'm thinking for you. The word of the Most High, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. You know, the Most High seeks to bring about peace and not evil to the righteous. The Most High seeks to give us a future, a true future, and gives us hope because the way we live in Babylon is the complete opposite of the way we're going to live in Zion and the creation of the Most High. The Most High is not going to work us to the bone. The Most High is not going to lie to us and steal from us. The Most High is not going to kill us and destroy us and poison us. The Most High is not going to tax us. The Most High is not going to limit how many children we have and limit how much land we can have. In the fact, you know, you're going to have your section of land that, you know, you're not going to have anything you don't need, but you're going to have a lot of it. Trust me, brothers and sisters. You're not going to be paying for these things. You're going to be able to live with your children, live with your wife or wives, live with your, if you have animals. Truly enjoy life for what life is meant to be. Joel chapter 2 verse 11. The Most High has emitted his voice before the advent of his army, for his camp is very numerous. For those who carry out his word are mighty. For the day of the Most High is great and very awesome. Who will be able to bear it? You know, so those that carry out the word of the Most High in his creation are mighty. You know, the day of the Most High will be great and awesome. You know, who will be able to bear it in those words? You know, it's not something that we necessarily look forward to. The Most High told us that in Amos. But to know that it's great and awesome and the creation that the Most High set out for us is a blessing, is amazing, is truly what life is meant to be. Honestly. Psalms chapter 1 verse 1. Praiseworthy is the man who walked not in the counsel of the wicked and stood not in the path of the sinful and sat not in the session of the scorners. The Most High is saying, you will be praiseworthy when you avoid the counsel of the wicked and you stand not in the path of the sinful and sit not in the session of scorners. So the more and more people remove themselves from your life, you must understand the importance of that and understand that that ultimately is what you need to succeed so that you can focus on what you need to get done. Psalms chapter 4, verse 8 through 9. But you put gladness in my heart that is greater than theirs at the time that their grain and wine abound. Verse 9. 
in peace and harmony I lie down and sleep. For you, the Most High will make me dwell solitary and secure. So the Most High puts gladness into the hearts of the righteous, of those who create, carry out his creation. And in peace and harmony, we will live. And the Most High makes sure that we dwell in safely and securely in his protection. So we're never alone. We're never by ourselves when we're living righteously. The, the key word is living righteously because you are alone when you aren't living righteously you can surround yourself with all the wealth of the world all of the materialism that you're alone the most High doesn't know you Psalms chapter 7, verse 10 through 13. Let the evil of the wicked destroy them, but you will sustain the righteous one. For the searcher of hearts and minds is the righteous God. Verse 11. My protection lies with the Most High, who saves the upright of heart. Verse 12. The Most High is a righteous judge, and the Most High is angered every day. Verse 13, if one does not repent, he will sharpen his sword. He has bent his bow and aimed it. So we already know that with what comes with being wicked is the evil that will consume them. Their own evil will consume and destroy them. Look around at Babylon in 2020. Look at the destruction of Babylon at the hands of the wicked. They're destroying themselves. But the Most High states that the righteous person, the righteous people will sustain themselves in integrity, that our protection lies with the Most High. But more importantly, if we do not repent, the Most High will sharpen his sword and bend his bow and aim it at you. The Most High will destroy you. So it isn't a game. We don't, we're not here to mock the Most High or test the Most High. This isn't a game. Don't come into this truth and think that you can be righteous during the day and then wicked at night. Or wicked during the day and righteous at night. That you can just pick your pockets and times to do it. You may be able to lie to man or woman, but you cannot lie to the Most High. And the Most High surely hates people who pretend to be righteous or virtuous and are not. Psalms chapter 23 verse 4 though I walk in the valley overshadowed by death 
I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So the Most High provides our every needs, and we shall fear no evil, even though we are surrounded by the wickedness of Babylon. Even though when we feel lonely because our family, our friends, those in our life don't want to listen and hear our warning, just know that the Most High is our guide. To know that the Most High is with us, the Most High tells that we are, He is with us. That His righteousness is a comfort to us. That's the most important thing to remember. Psalms chapter 29 verse 11 The Most High will give might to his nation The Most High will bless his nation with peace So those, you know, the children of Israel, the tribes You know, of course, where we have there's, there's a lot of work to do But the nation of the Most High also extends to every other righteous woman or man from different nations you know, at least you know Esau might be different I've still got a lot of studying to do about that Moab, Moab might be different still got a lot of studying to do I'll admit to that but what I mean is that the nation of the most high is his righteous men and women and that we will have peace to look forward to in these upcoming days these upcoming months these upcoming years Psalms, verse, chapter 30, verse 5 through 6. Sing to the Most High, His devout ones, and give thanks to His holy name. Verse 6. For His anger endures but a moment. Life results from His favor. In the evening one lies down weeping. But with dawn, a cry of joy. Those that praise the Most High will see the fruits of His love grow for you, the changes in your life. Even when you feel lonely at first, that begins to disappear and you're, you realize you're, you're never alone. You know, we may face obstacles, but the Most High will see us through them and we will cry out with joy. It's a feeling that I have every morning when I wake up realizing, you know what, I'm doing what I was meant to do. It's pure bliss and pure joy. It's pure peace of mind. Something that you don't just, you can't put a price tag on because there's not many of us out here who even have it. Psalm chapter 34, verse 14. Guard your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Verse 15. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Verse 16. The eyes of the Most High are toward the righteous and his ears to their cry. 
verse 17. The face of the Most High is against evildoers to cut off their memory from earth. Verse 18. They, the righteous, cried out, and the Most High heeds, and from all their troubles he rescues them. So we are to avoid evil and to from speaking deceit. Don't even partake in what everybody else is doing. Don't even acknowledge this 19 virus. Don't even acknowledge social distancing or mask wearing or taking of your liberties. Don't partake. Don't give any energy to it. In fact, fight it. Stand up to it. Be courageous. Be fearless. Be outspoken. Don't worry about who's going to turn on you. So seek to do good and seek peace and always pursue it and the Most High will bless you with it. The Most High will bless you with peace of mind because he does not walk with the wicked. The wicked don't have anything from the Most High. They have nothing to look forward to. They only have their short life expand here in Babylon to look forward to. And even that they don't even enjoy. Thus says the Most High. So imagine that. Imagine the deal that you're getting cut from Babylon. It's a pretty terrible deal. Psalms chapter 37 verse 4 and rely upon the most high for your enjoyments for he will grant you the desires of your heart let's read verse 5 commit your way to the most high rely on him and he will act I'll read verse 6 it's all important actually he will bring forth your righteousness like a light and your justice like the high noon We rely on the Most High for enjoyment. The laws, the statutes, the commandments of the Most High are our enjoyment. The righteousness is our enjoyment. Anything that we ask for, the Most High will grant. Because once you follow the law, statutes, the commandments, you don't need Babylon and this worldly material. You're not asking and praying the Most High, hey, I need to be wealthy. I want to be rich. I want this thing. I want. Th you don't care about that. You want peace of mind. You want those around you to be free from deceit free from lies they want people to be healthy you want you don't want to see the poor and the destitute so the more prayers that we all put into this the more change we will all begin to see plain and simple you know like i said the most high will act in accordance with you when you are righteous and bring forth righteousness into your life like a light so people can't ignore it. No matter how much they may have turned away from you, they can't ignore righteousness because the Most High said so. He made it that way on purpose. The people will not be able to ignore or turn away from it, no matter how much they try. Psalms chapter 103 verse 11 for as high as heaven is above the earth has his kindness overwhelmed those who fear him
So plain and simple, the kindness of the Most High overwhelms those who fear the Most High. And by fear, you realize that the beginning of wisdom is fear of the Most High. And fear just means respect and love and honor. And when you love and honor and respect something or someone in your life, you don't take it for granted. Therefore, you understand that the laws, the statutes, of the commandments of the Most High are your way of showing love and commitment towards the Most High. Therefore, the Most High will bless you. That's the real way to show that you love the Most High. You don't just say, oh, all praise is the Most High and then don't do the work. That's not love of the Most High. That's, in fact, mockery. Psalms chapter 103, verse 17. But the kindness of the Most High is forever and ever upon those who fear him, and his righteousness is upon children's children. And do verse 18. To those who keep his covenant and to those who remember his commands to fulfill them. So, I mean, the kindness of the Most High is forever and upon those who fear him. And by fearing him, like I mentioned, it's to follow in the laws, the statutes, the commandments. That's the way that you show fear to the Most High. It's reverence, it's love, it's respect, it's adoration. Psalms chapter 119, verse 165. There is abundant peace to the lovers of your Torah, and there is no stumbling block for them. So plain and simple, when you study this Torah, and you don't judge it. You go into it open-minded. You don't try to question it all the time. You, you, you don't try to judge the most high in the way of the most high. Then there's abundant peace for you. And you begin to see what the world is supposed to be. The way the life is supposed to be. Psalms chapter 144 verse 15. Praiseworthy is the people for whom this is so. Praiseworthy is the people whose God is the Most High. Plain and simple. Psalms chapter 147 verse 11. The Most High favors those who fear Him, those who hope for His kindness. Plain and simple. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 27 the fear of the most high will increase days but the years of the wicked will be shortened let me read verse 28 the expectation of the righteous is gladness but the hope of the wicked will go lost so I mean that speaks volumes that's what the most high provides and you are righteous. You're never alone, and your loneliness will dissipate and disappear. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 20. 
Deceit lurks in the heart of those who plot evil, but for those who counsel peace, there's gladness. So if you search for peace and you work for the Most High, you are given peace from the Most High, plain and simple. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3. The eyes of the Most High are everywhere, seeing the evil and the good. So, I mean, that's really what it's all about. You can't trick the Most High. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7. When the Most High favors a man's ways, even his foes will make peace with him. Plain and simple, it's straightforward, brothers and sisters. Your foes will make peace with you. You know, even throughout your walk with the Most High, whether you're new to it or you've been with it, there's going to be times of loneliness. There's going to be times where you feel lonely and alone. But just know that you never are. The loneliness, sure, that comes in spouts. You know, you're a human. You have emotions. You have feelings. But you're never truly alone when you have the most high. And when you realize that, when you continue to get peace of mind and wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, that loneliness will even disappear. Because you know that you there's so many people in your life that you have yet to meet. There's so much work to be done. There's so much to look forward to. As long as we stay focused on the Most High and focused on righteousness. You have the Most High in your corner. You have wisdom. You have knowledge. You have understanding. You have true peace of mind when you live righteously. And that is something you can never put a price tag on. A warning to the wicked. May the Most High bring calamities, strife, and iniquities upon you. To those who curse me, my family, and are aiming to retaliate against me for exposing them. To those who hate the Most High and his righteous saints along with his creation to those who trick or mock the most high's righteous saints to those who want to see me lose my career my livelihood my health my finances or even my life may the most high do unto you tenfold may the most high put a curse upon you and eradicate you and your entire family seed and lineage. May you no longer inhabit the earth, for the Most High speaks through me. I'm here to do his righteous work. Therefore, I will send a curse upon those who wish for my downfall. P. 
peace and blessings to all of the righteous saints of the Most High. Peace and blessings to all of those who have been on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. And to those who are beginning on their own narrow path of the righteous with the Most High. May the Most High continue to bless you, protect you, guide you, and provide you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. May your life be fulfilled, and may you have peace of mind all of your days, along with your family lineage. All praises to the Most High. And the Most High only. Shalom.